Again, here we go. I am tired. Oh yeah, sleepy tired. So we're on number two. We're on number night. two. I had to dart out and pick up my kid from an art class. Right? Did you get to see any of his stuff? Or yeah, he hides it pretty well. But his, yeah. his art teacher's very effusive with uh, compliments. And stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's uh, I'm that's it's so cool that he uh that, that he draws and he likes to. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. It's it's um it's good and then it makes me worry less about his normal school activities right. which are, you know, it's slightly dismal. Right. I mean, the, it, Grade-wise it's everybody stuff. yeah, everybody has a I mean, it's always the thing is is it's so hard. I know people who don't have like a passion. Yeah. And, right, right, right. And so it's kind of cool that he has one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it will yes. it'll it'll keep him sane. In times when he's kind of bumming that the rest of his life it might be a mess. Definitely. You right? can draw anytime. You can always draw. Yes, yes. for sure. Stand-up saved my life. Yeah. Uh, so. You don't have to leave the house to get a spot. You just pull out a book. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, what a what a life this has been. It's been a hell of a life. I keep thinking, okay, so if I could record an album, because like... Um, this will be the week after... You're in your second week on the road. Yes, when I'm going to. Uh, I'll be in New York tonight through Wednesday, and then I'll be in Vermont uh, at the Burlington, Burlington Comedy Club, and then San Francisco the next week at the Punchline. Right. The uh, 16th through the 19th. Okay. I, tell a story while I see where I'll be. Okay. Um, well, it's uh, okay. It's hard to talk to someone who's poking around on their iPhone. <laughs> Stare deeply into Kyle's you know, eyes. You're posing like a statue with your hand on your fist. That's my listening face. <laughs> uh, I like it. I, your listening face, I would rather it be directed at the computer. I'm sitting with the two worst listeners, and I've been told to tell a story. Oh, well. where Aren't you in France? I think I'm in France. Okay. I'm uh, you still know, not working. Wait, I'm still you just, not working, you did guys. Did you just take out I your think... iPhone so you could say again you're in France? <laughs> we fucking get it. You're in France. Uh, I'm just devastated I'm not doing any stand-up, but it's going to be amazing. I'm going to go look at a cave. It'll be relaxing. Yep. You come back here fired up. Fired ready up. Ready to send your avails. Ready to send my avails. And then, um, and I'm doing another one of those NASA things. NACA? NASA. Oh, NASA. Uh, where, where I interview two um, astrophysicists. Oh, okay. And uh, it's essentially a dork forest, but it's a, a Facebook Live. Oh, cool. And I do it over at Jet Propulsion Labs or, or Caltech or whatever. Some smarty magoo. Yeah. yeah. Pasadena. So, okay, so this album is like, <laughs> it'll be the last, say, 10 years, minus my dad stuff, obviously. Right. And I was like, what is this? I'm just collecting material until I have enough for an album. Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah, that's the job. But I talked to Gary Goldman a little bit today. You know, he has a special yep. on depression. He said he wrote it in like less than a year. Right. And I and I you got a theme. Right. When my when I was doing my dad stuff, that was like seven months. Right. You had a it was theme. I had a fever. Mm-hmm. Right. That this is more like let's just get this on uh, recorded before I can't stand it anymore, <laughs> which is yeah. a different motivation for an album. Right. Which but- I, I you know I don't know. 
I do. I uh, guess it's I have fine, three right? Of those albums, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, is what I do is I spend three years writing material, mm-hmm. and there's never been a theme. You know, right. sadly, as and, and I've gotten some comments where people are like, "You repeated a joke between the Bread album and the Horcrux album," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's because uh, this is the story of my life, and yeah. to get the the new joke about the old thing, I have to tell you the old joke," mm-hmm. and uh, so you get an extra yuck. That you're like, oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, in in the and so there's very little duplication. You know, there might be one or two lines that are duplicated from one album to the next, but that's because the only through line is my life. There is no arc. I do have a, I okay. So I have this one joke from my dead dad joke about it's you know when the wrong parent dies first, right? Yep. And so my friend Ross Bennett pointed out that I stole it from myself. Because I, <laughs> I used to have a joke about, can you imagine? Because um, uh, Barbara Bush. Uh, okay. So this is sad. One of her children died. Yes. And so that's awful. By, and then my joke was like, like uh, Barbara Bush, you know, one of your children is cancer and then they you know they tell her which one and she's like you mean the dumb one's healthy it was when george bush was at his most hated it did very well (laughs) and Um, what i love is that this is all pre you hate cancer you hate when anyone does but it was the same thing of 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 i want one person the wrong person it's the same joke yeah so then i I realized i was doing i and again with um and i might do this I don't know if I'll do this joke in this CD or not, but but something about having a miscarriage and then my kids' grades are so bad, like I, you know, I clearly miscarried the wrong fetus. <laughs> like I had a smart one that was like, "Get the fuck!" Oh, out you of were here. working on that for a while. Have you tried? I go that? in and out, but I mean, here's the thing: that's a theme in my life. Yep. is that the, I'm I'm left with the wrong person. <laughs> And it might come uh, up again. You know what? what? It's coming up on this co- on this couch because I'm like, who does she want to do this podcast with? Anyway, so uh, just to, <laughs> it's uh, I'm wondering if hmm. I'm the wrong oh co-host. No, is, uh, no. you are the right no, person at the, right, for the time. right job. Jackie, and, you can't replicate this magic. <laughs> what? What about that premise that you had? Uh, it was a tweet uh, about how you didn't have any empathy until you had a kid. Oh, right. That's a great premise. I've written it down. Yep. And I will examine it later when I'm done. With this album? Yeah. Fucking putting these bricks in a wall. Okay. And, uh... All right, don't break them. yourself in. Well, it's weird. Like I, well, I'm, I'm like, once I get all this stuff done, because this is like a thing that's been building. Like I haven't had a goal. I had a goal of doing a late night set on Conan. That was 2016. Mm-hmm. 2017 was um, uh, uh, Montreal, right? right? I wanted, so I did a gala, and then 2018, I just sort of like, what am I doing? And now it's like 2019. What am I doing? Right. Or maybe Montreal was 2018. I want to do another late night set. I do um, too. And I had an idea for one. Right. And then I got sucked into this new album uh, world and I got distracted. Well, when you're done with it, now you'll you all you have to do is come up with five minutes to send to various bookers, right? right? And you have something to promote. Yeah, that's good. That'll be good. That's true. Is is I could just wait for that, which is why. yeah, maybe that's why I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, sure. a, one thing at a time. Well, and I, you know, I was, you know, the the whole cut your act up into chunks and put it on the internet, right? Uh, the Instagram thing. Yes. I grabbed that set from the Comedy Works this Sunday, and I was like, oh, I, maybe I could cut that up. I'm like, no, these are all brand new. 
that's stuff that's not on any albums. Right, right. So you don't want to put that on the internet. Right, I, right. The stuff I want to put on the internet is, and granted, I keep doing these radio sets with new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I did the Viking thing on NPR, mm-hmm. and I did uh, the Push the Old Man thing on HBO. And so stuff is, and and both of those jokes, excuse me, have new... Um, have new tags and stuff. Yeah, I mean, sure. So, I mean, an iteration. I had some woman come up to me who listens to the show at some gig I was doing the last couple of weeks, and she goes, "I like what you've done with the old, with the old man story. I like that it's a lot. You know, if you added a couple of lines." And I was like, "Who do you do stand up?" And she's like, "No, no, I just listen to Jackie oh Laurie." <laughs> oh no! And I was like, "Awesome, you nailed it, lady." I was like, "You're watching stand up with a different eye. Interesting, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a so. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll get it out there, but I wonder what what it'll feel like. Like, okay, I can except for if I'm trying to do a late night set, then I have to work on chunks. But then. Or, you know, stuff that's already good, right? Yeah. Or already done-ish. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, what, what do I, where do I start? Will I want to restart? What mm-hmm. if I don't want to do comedy anymore? What if I'm like, I'm done. I fucking dropped this. Right. I'm out of here. Yep. Enjoy. Do you imagine that ever? I don't know. I think about it all the time. But then I, I, I don't know what else I do. But I mean, fucking Mark, Mike Birbiglia is doing one person shows. He's got a new play. Yeah. You know, Jim Gaffigan's doing movies like yep. all these other comics our age or, you know, Birbiglia's yeah. younger, but are also doing other things. And I and I, I feel like, well, I, I feel like I haven't been I haven't had the risk like the the what I want in my career my, as a stand up. It hasn't happened yet. So I can't leave stand up. You know, but these other people, they've had HBO specials or they have, they've had one, you know, ding, 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 whatever it is. Right. They've had it. So now they can go, hey, maybe I'll do a movie. Maybe I'll do a play. Mm -hmm. And so am I, am I just stuck in this box that I, I put myself in when I was 20, when I started stand up and. Because because there's something you have to tick off before you can make a lateral move and do, and and, and do something else. Look at Marin, right? Yep. I mean, he's got it. He's on his second TV show. He does mm-hmm. movies. He he the, he also does stand up. So he's kind of like he's firing on all cil- cylinders right now. Yeah. Um, as a Bamford as an does, artist. yeah. Bamford has. Yes. You know, she's she's done all the specials, and then right. she also did the sitcom, and she does a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. I would like to do voiceover work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how you get to do that? Yeah. You, you put some work into that, mm-hmm. uh, or unless. Uh, the people who have cartoons are like, please come and do it, which would be what happened to Maria. But uh, I yeah, when she to... get famous, you know, well before she got, got famous, she's she always done voice. voices. Yeah, 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 right. She's always done those voices. But but she also now you're like, oh, that's Maria. When yeah, you hear her voice. Yeah, she's at that level, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but I would have to come up with a uh, um, an audition tape, mm-hmm. and then probably get a VO agent, and mm-hmm. then do these things and. I have a friend of mine who teaches a voiceover class, and at the end of the class, you get an, an audition tape. So, and it's uh, and but she doesn't do it that often because she works a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you know Miley Flanagan? I know that name. She does the voice of Naruto, or Naruto. My son is obsessed with Naruto. Well, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I have he watched... watches it all the time. Well, he's might be watching the same one over and over again because I watched eighteen of them, and I was like, and I called her up and I said, "Is it about friendship?" And she goes, "Yes, it's about friendship, <laughs> and it is so about it's just you know it's kind of like like I've watched probably 
I don't know, three seasons of Dragon Ball Z. And um, the, but the thing is, is there's, it's the same kind of theme where mm-hmm. it's a lot of, yeah. So, well, if the boy wants to meet Miley, that's an attainable goal. Oh my God. And but uh, here's my point. Is this is this art going to be our whole lives? Just you know, doing stand-up? scrambling for spots and perfecting jokes and feeling guilty if you take a night off. Is that a life? Uh, I, the first two, I hope it's what it is. Because, mm. uh, but I don't want to feel guilty because I take a night off though. But I do. But I clearly do, right? Because I'm in France. Yeah, you uh, keep talking of- about how you're not performing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I think I think it'll be. Like there's, there are other things that I do want to do, and but I think that if I take my eye off the stand-up ball, right, that I will, I'll lose focus on the stand-up ball. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Because so have we just cornered ourselves, and now we either quit and never do it again, or we always keep doing it, and it's always this, it's just a constant running theme in what your about, life. And what, it, what are you when you're not doing spots? What, what kind of a person are you? Do you exist? <laughs> do I exist? Seriously, um, yes, you exist. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I know I exist, but for what? Who am I? I used to. Okay, so I was totally uncool growing yeah. up. I yeah. never had plans on Saturday night, right? Yeah. And when I started doing stand up, all of a sudden I was busy every Saturday night. I didn't have to worry about being cool because I was fucking stand up. Right. Didn't have to worry about New Year's Eve ever again. Didn't have to worry about parties. I always had gigs and that sounds cool to anyone. To Cool people think that's cool, right? right? That you right. have a gig, right? right? Yep. But when you take all that away from me, what am right. I? I can't even talk to people. Right, right. I mean, who am I if I'm not a comic? Is something? It's a, it's an existential crisis, quite honestly, mm-hmm. that I went through uh, when I was about thirty-five, and uh, that was when I decided that I wanted a boyfriend, and so I started doing the online dating thing. And I was like, I don't know if this will work, and I will continue to do stand up because the thing is, is stand up did so much for me because mm-hmm. I was such a just a you know, I was a, such a one-dimensional person anyway. Right, right. At least stand-up comedy gave me another dimension. Right. <laughs> now I was two-dimensional. Still wasn't a whole boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, <laughs> still wasn't Pinocchio. Uh, but I had more life than I ever had. I had another passion. I had another thing to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I, I... Okay, here's my problem. I don't have an answer. I'm so sorry. But I mean, that's you, okay. But here's the thing is if I sometimes do think if I do the other things that I want to do, I want to write the book. I want to write a novel. I want to write, mm-hmm. like I want to write a memoir. I want to write a novel. I want to write uh, this thing with my sister about my dad. And I want to write, uh, and I want to do voiceover and maybe some acting and stuff. Right. Um, if I if I take my attention off of the thing that is actually earning me a living right now, right, a, it will affect my income. Yes. B, it will affect my standup, because if I'm not as I I fear that if I'm not as concentrated on the standup, my standup won't be as good. Uh, is it, that's a that's a logical fear. It happens to everybody right. if they but if they take their their eye off the ball. What if this happens though? If I take my eye off the ball and I do these other things, maybe I refill the well. Mm-hmm. Of with other experiences, and then I can write new interesting material sure. about that. Because it was my one of my greatest fears when I 
my whole life has just been full of these weird fears, right? I was afraid when I stopped drinking that I wouldn't be funny again, that I wouldn't get work again because I didn't hang, I didn't want to hang out as much. So uh, I was like, people who hang out get work. Uh, people mm-hmm. drunk stories are funny stories. Uh, I might not be funny. Dude, whole fucking specials are drunk stories. Right. I'm like, you have your alcoholism Series. to thank for your career. <laughs> right. I would love to be an alcoholic and have a couple specials. Drunk history, a TV show <laughs> dedicated entirely to getting people high or stoned or yeah. drunk. I mean, there's there's all these things that feel like, hey, but, it, but it, all of those shows also have that weird, horrible reality TV vibe where you're just like, look at this mess. Maybe they'll die and it'll be a snuff film and we'll get it on camera. And uh, oh <laughs> which is literally uh, an evil thought that I have, which is why they do them. But um, oh, really? Yeah. I literally think that that's why they do them. Okay. It's because they're hoping like, remember the celebrity rehab thing with Kanicki with the guy from. No, with Dr. Drew. No, uh, same thing. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. the same thing. Yeah. Okay. We're talking. I only remember. Talking patient, she's talking right. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And so. They, I mean, I think, I think they were just hoping that some of these, like, pe- these people who used to be famous would die on camera. Jackie, I can't comment because Dr. Drew had me on his podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't sound like the Dr. Drew I know. Well, I don't know if he's, uh, he's the, you know, we could say it was the, the machinations behind uh, the mm. face of Dr. Drew. I don't know. I, I actually couldn't pick Dr. Drew out of a lineup. Um. He's and I think he belongs in a lineup. I oh guess my is God. what I'm saying. What just well, happened there? Bam. We got it. Um, we, we, this is where we part ways. Exactly. But we'll that come guy, together on we'll the next g- thing. Exactly. The next thing. So, um, well, but I don't know. I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. right? I'm watching. I mean, she's, she write she fucking must write nonstop, right? Yeah. Maybe she's Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I have so much energy going to my kid, right? Mm-hmm. I have a huge amount of energy going to Conan. Mm-hmm. And then whatever's left over is ticked off by the bones, right? Right. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but just think I, about I'm like being picked clean by vultures every single day, wanting them to. But also they, think about the other things that you've done in the last four years. You wrote a fucking book. Mm hmm. And you did Conan, and now you're doing an album. So it's not like you're not overworking yourself. You're art. You're doing it. No, um, but there's, but there must be some existence where. Okay. I mean, maybe it's it's just a woman in your twenties, right? Oh, when you're in your twenties, yeah, and you have limitless you, energy. Well, you also have a limitless future. You're like, if I want to have kids, that's next decade. If mm-hmm. I want to get married, that's next decade. Or the next one, even in your 40s, right? Mm-hmm. So when, when you're female in your 20s, it's all open for you, right? That's a, uh, Lena Dunham created girls in her, tw- like there, that is a definitely unique time in your life okay. when there's the pressure, you know, unless you have financial pressure, but which a lot of people do, but the, the pressure of, of the final decisions of being a woman are are they're not they're not pressing on you yet okay you you could just be your brain you could just be a person yeah maybe that's just the window and if you didn't do something in that window now you've got these other it's like tetris these things are now coming at you right and 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 it it freaks and it freaks people out and mm -hmm. i i'm sure there's something comparable i look at kyle in the male world but in the female world, this fertility business is is and if very you're a lumen. comic. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a really Did tough decision that? to make. So I'm listening to Pandora and Jenna Friedman's... Uh, oh, we didn't listen to it, but I saw you... You saw that it. quote? Yeah. That is the greatest summation of... She was like... Uh, it's uh, it's on her last album, mm-hmm. American Cunt, and uh, the name of the joke is Men, mm-hmm. and it's about how um, she knows several women who have put their their lives on their careers on hold for love, mm-hmm. and um, how she she it's men will do it too. There's, there's something comparable, but men don't put their careers on the men she has known that have put their careers on hold, haven't done it for love, but they've done it to commit sex crimes. And, um, and she's like, it's sort of comparable. And, uh, and so I tweeted that and she responded. She said, that joke came out of a conversation I had with CK. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was like, holy, before it all came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her Conan set? Check out her latest Conan set, Jenna Friedman's. <gasps> great. It's it was great. Well, the theme was, what was the theme again? It was true um, crime. True crime mm-hmm. and Ted Bundy. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. Check it out. Da- yes. Uh, damn. Damn. She is on fire. Her writing is outstanding. Her, her and then the, either the day before the day after Nikki Glaser did panel and she yeah. just murdered. And it's like, there's, these, there's some fucking women that are fucking out there. We- we are in cool. a golden age yes. of like literally like late twenties to late thirties, these the mm-hmm. these women coming up are murderers. Yeah. They are outstanding writers and their performance is exceptional. Nikki Glazer's uh her roast. Her oh roast, my god. Brutal. Good lord, it was brutal and yeah. it was super funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh just uh cr- just a whip. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool to just be around like to try to be around Emily Heller, who did that thing. For oh my Emmys. God! Did you see her Emmy thing? And uh, she wore green screen. She wore like a, what's a green bodysuit. M- M- what's it called? M O. When you what? It's a morphe suit. A morphe called a morphe suit. Thanks. Okay. Okay. And it usually has those little balls all over it, right? When you're. Oh yeah, that's mo-cap. right. Mocap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it look was it a mocap suit? It wasn't. It, wasn't. it was just green. It's a green screen yeah, suit. So just, you can just project any yes. a, any image on it. it was really and really people did a really hilarious. nice. I like the transformer one. There was a lot of good work being done. But she was out. I mean, and then you just sit in the back and you're like, you watch someone like Barbara Gray or Brandy Posey mm-hmm. or Carmen Morales, and mm-hmm. you just watch all these. Uh, you know, for me, it's like they're new, you know, new comics. Yeah. But they've been doing it for a dozen years, yeah. right? Or right, right, right. You know, and there's that time right around, I don't know, nine to 15 that I, that you're like, you can either get really good mm-hmm. or you can settle into some bitter bullshit. Ah. Yeah. And, uh, and save so. that for when you're 54, guys. <laughs> right. There's no reason to jump the gun, you guys. But what, so keep what, the hope. But where are we in this? Like, if we can observe that in these comics. So right. what are we? Are we just refusing to give up or we are like these irritating <laughs> barnacles that won't get off the ship or something like what are we well you know i mean the thing is is it's not i don't know i mean y- you wouldn't say that to an author right no you you wouldn't say oh well you know nk jemison won three hugos i guess she's done why does she start painting for a living and no, uh, but i mean i mean like if you look at the uh, the industry trajectory right, right. they love that when you when you're a female comic and you get in that zone your mm-hmm. early 30s oh, they yeah. fucking love you well you know and if they if, you, if but if you get plucked from that 
you know, and that and moved up that, okay, so you, you'll have something, but if you don't and you just keep going, which I feel like that's kind of you and me, right? We, you know, oh, without, without industry that sort of, wise, without get blowing the fuck up. Yes. Industry okay. wise. What, what are like, I don't even like, know what, what they we're imagine considered. we're doing. Yeah. Like we're not, <laughs> like I, I ran into some You're of these right. people and, and I'm like, what are you thinking about me right now? I'm just curious as to how you've categorized me as a comic in your head or. Man, that is a terrible neighborhood. You got to fucking get out of that neighborhood in your brain yeah. box when you see Aren't those Aren't you people. curious though? Uh, I am now, but uh, at the time I'm, I'm trying to remember who the fuck they are. It's just some <laughs> crazy haircut that I'm like, oh man, I know they're powerful. Uh, I had oh I, look at Dave Becky well, yeah. oh look at you know I mean, guys like that like I like they'll come in of course you know, so with their clients yeah and, uh, Conan so I I'm like, I'm like hey hi and you know agents and stuff like that and well, I, you're like the stone agent guy remember that guy mm-hmm. the stoner guy who's always he's really nice um but he's a comic um, but he's always stoned um wait that guy you ran out of ink on the last name i did run out of oh yeah right right right. yes yeah so is he always stoned i just thought he was a chill guy he um he wasn't i thought you were gonna write the name arch barker oh arch barker (laughs) uh that he's he we know he's stoned because he's admitted it yes and uh, but this guy i don't want it to affect sure i I don't want anyone who thinks he isn't stoned to go (laughs) hey but i wonder if that guy's stoned because he's a nice guy yeah he's always been um distantly polite to me which is literally uh that defines how uh the industry industry has been to me distantly polite distantly polite for 35 years (laughs) always glad to say hello never glad to say hey would you like an hour (laughs) right and uh, I don't know. It's what are you gonna? I mean, I don't know. Like I like I guess I'm uh, I'm doing a CD because nobody wants it. Right. Nobody wants it as an hour special, even though I think it'd probably be a pretty good one. Pretty solid jokes in there, but nobody's <laughs> fucking interested. So all right, I'll just put out a CD. Right. Well, I mean, I, you think about it, everybody's everybody's sort of doing their own thing if. You know, I mean, when somebody gets when when somebody gets passed up by yeah. all of the major places, you just wrote down a name. Yes. I just wrote uh-huh. down a name, and uh, just recently, yeah, ridiculous. Did it? Had to do it herself. And what? Yeah, had to do it herself, and now they're shopping it. That's this is welcome to the present. The it's in the future. Yeah, Fuck. right, right, right. You, I mean, and just people who like and doing Chappelle it. Chappelle has the balls to complain. Right. Oh my God, he got right. sixty million dollars. And then Annie Murphy, who hasn't done stand up in thirty years, and wow. he's going to get seventy, right, for one right. one hour. That will be bad. Might be bad. Might be, be good. Bad. You think it'll be bad? No, uh, no, uh, Nostradamus over Fingers here. crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed that it'll suck it ass. Great. Okay. Good luck. Good luck, fella. Good luck at reinventing the wheel uh, 30 years later. But he could actually build a comedy club in his home and do sets every single night. <laughs> oh, he could prince it. He could just do a, like a prince kind of thing, invite people over. Yes. And uh, Maybe and he's doing prince. that now. I hope he is, because that'll mean that the show will be good. Yeah. Maybe he's doing like four hours a night. Yeah. <laughs> In his garage. That would be amazing. Oh, oh God, I hope it is not just well, gay slurs in a jumpsuit. I'm sure. That's what his act was. It was. Uh, I love Eddie Murphy, but his stand-up is gay slurs in a jumpsuit. All right. Sure. 
Yes. Um, I'm sure it will I only be saw different. Raw, and I remembered having some shock laughs. Because that's, I mean, the thing is, is you're just like, he said poop. You know, like when you're four years old and someone right, says right, poop. Right. That's what some of these, some of like some comics are, you know, 60 years later, where we're like, oh, they said a weird yeah. poop shoot word. I have a, uh, that's uh, my new closer. I got two new lines. <laughs> I'm saying the word poop, poop twice. Shoot. Pops possibly poop shoot. Uh, <laughs> I have a new notebook. Come and see the live stuff. Oh, did you get a new notebook? Yes. First, well, it's an old one. I started, uh, I've lost the four screen notebook like three times, right? And so I keep like buying a new one and I'll yeah. start it and then I'll find it. Yeah. So finally I finished four screen and this one, um, I had a few, I, I was like, oh, it's tainted with other jokes. Yeah. It's, it's do you nice. like it? It's kind of like pinkish. it actually. Yeah. Try to vary my colors, right? You don't want to go green to green to green. No, I did that because yeah. I, I I I'm working on my Cambodian uh, elephant uh, notebook. I think you're using it for inventory. I'm using it to track my movies, my uh, my all my movie ideas. For, okay, I mean for like uh, my videos that I'm going to make little movies out of. Okay, uh, Santa videos. But oh, guess so. Um, I do back up my computer frequently. Good. Somebody had emailed, was very worried, and suggested Backblaze, which I had I'd, I'd used on a laptop a long time ago, and I just kind of let it expire. So I ordered Backblaze again. It's a it's a backup system, it's like, like a, a cloudy cloud kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I started backing it up, and uh, it it's going to take fifty eight days to back up my computer. <laughs> <laughs> And I put it on high. Like before that, yeah. they're like 120 days. Wow. Uh, toggle your settings. Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm on a new notebook. Um, I don't know. That's the news. Sometimes that's big it's news. Big. It is big news. Uh, why don't we do a break? <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. <laughs> Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the words word for biography and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy! I'm Dave Holmes. I am the host of the rebooted podcast formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? by pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. We did a break, you guys. And should we do Comic of the Week? What time are we? 29. Oh, oh just at 29. Look at me calling it. Uh, let's do uh, Draw Different. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, Ellington Wells is our comic of the week. She's very funny. Her Twitter handle is draw different. Yep. Everything's spelled normally. And uh, I saw her at Chatterbox. They did a spot at Chatterbox. Covina. Do you love that gig? West, I've never done it. What? I've been told that I should play it for the last dozen years. It's so fun. It's First, so far it's away. It, it, you know what? At night, it's Sunday night. Yep. You drive out there. There's no traffic. It's like 20 minutes. Oh, really? Most. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 25 feet <laughs> from Encino. Right, right, right. So, um, But... Um, you drive out there and it's just like any other far drive. You're like, yeah. oh, this is a bad idea, right? And then you pull up. It's a bar. You're like, oh, no. What's what am happened? I doing? And then you walk in. It's fucking packed. 
they have the audience trained. They yeah. tell them up front, you know, if you if you make or, noise, we're gonna fucking heckle or we're gonna throw you out. Mm-hmm. No videotaping, no, 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 no. And the audience is like cool with it. They're yeah. trained. Is a, a awesome. long running gig. That's because it's a long running gig. Steve Fernandez, yeah. Yeah, Steve Fernandez. It's great. Yeah. And so she I was, should do it. You should do it. And yeah. um, she did a spot and she was hilarious. Really funny jokes and Ellington you know, Wells, you guys. Hard to predict and all that. Impossible to predict the punchlines. I love that. Oh I'm really? Like, Where's this one going? Oh, that's different. Oh, I that's didn't see awesome. it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to I didn't get to look her up because uh, uh yeah, we were just it was too much stuff today. But that's great. Ellington yeah. Wells, I'm gonna mm-hmm. look for her. Draw different. She has tweeted, it seems like four times in her entire life, but maybe she's more on Instagram. I mean, yeah, the word draw is in her uh, handle. Oh, so there you go. She's yeah. more of an so Insta lady. Maybe it's more imagery. Mm-hmm. So very beautiful. Well, Hold I on. did a thing with Paul Kozlowski the other day. You oh. know Paul Kozlowski of the fake gallery? I do. And Brian Kylie just talked about Paul Kozlowski today. He has a podcast. Can you look it up, Kyle? Paul Kozlowski, and it is, he did it a year ago where mm-hmm. he had to move away, right? The fake gallery was in Koreatown for 15 years, 20 years, right? It was a he, comedy room, but it was a bunch of other also things. Also, his too. art gallery. And yeah. didn't he live upstairs or and something? And he lived upstairs. Yeah. Uh, in the back. And uh, that's my ideal gig, by the way, where the commute oh, is downstairs yeah <laughs> at the end of the evening yeah yeah uh and his we have two pieces of art in our house because his art is hilarious it's really and cool. beautiful yes. and cool i would love paul kozlowski and um it was uh so he has this podcast where look who showed up, look who showed up and mm-hmm. it is this, and you go in and it was uh the day that i did it was uh it was dana gould um Rick Overton, myself, Karen Kilgariff, and uh, and he, so he knows wow. everybody. Wow! And so he tries to bring people in, and then he he does first, and then you everybody sits in their own little area with their own little mic. And Wait, this is in where? Los this Angeles? is in Los Angeles, and he kind of rented out space. But does he live in upstate? He lives New up, York. Yeah, he lives in upstate. New so York. he's just out here for a while. Yeah, he's just out for a couple of days. Oh, okay. Where he records for three days straight, straight, oh my God. straight, <laughs> oh and then my he God. spends four months editing. Oh my God! Look who showed up, which is like ten episodes, of, or how many? I don't even know how many episodes. It might have been four episodes of fake parties. So it might be six episodes. It was like essentially, it's a party at my house. And so eight episodes of the, of the, of the first season. Yeah. And so he records, you do wild lines, which is, Hey Paul, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. And, uh, but you're on mic with him. I was on, it was me and it was me and Kyle Kinane in the mm-hmm. first season. Mm-hmm. And in this season, it's me and Gil Gareth mm-hmm. and we're in different rooms on mics with headphones, each being recorded separately so that he can edit and himself as well, all three of us on different tracks. And then he will spend four months creating parties. <laughs> creating this, I mean, it's such a, like a very, oh my God. it's like something that Dana Gould would do. Or I Matt love Weinhold that someone or, like him exists. I mean, it is a that delight. is so much work. And there's nothing for it. I guess he can it's just, just lose the joy himself of it. in it. Yeah. Wow. He's got that and his dogs. Wow. He's got a lot of dogs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's a dog guy. Sure. But um, he lives, yeah, he lives up in, pardon me, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. He was going to start this, he was going to help this guy start this comedy club. Remember that guy? No. That passed away, the 27-year-old oh, guy? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That yeah. was last week. 
Right. 27 guy just had not an aneurysm, you'll be happy to know, but something else. And it just it blew him up and uh, blew, like a blood clot or something like that. Yeah, right. So something they undetected. Undetected. Was going to start a comedy club. Right. The doctor said that. Right. And so he's talking about the guy. And there is, of course, the horrible part of me that's like, so has anyone picked up the mantle of oh, that sure. club? Oh, yeah, still right, right. No, that's it. That's not even horrible. That's, that's, that's common sense. No, no, we're right here. Yeah. Uh, me and you, we're horrible. Uh, so, uh, but we the, have no perspective on what's horrible or, or not anymore. Yeah, the perspective is is horrible. And um, he said that his wife, who is also 27, oh, God. Uh, wants to do it. But wow. all the comics that are from that town are pretty new. Yeah. And so he was, and he was in sort of final nego- negotiations with the guy who passed. And, um, to to you know to build it right and to finance it right in the place where it's going to be and all these things and when it was going to open and he doesn't know if it's still going to happen but right. it was just a nice weekend where i thought it would be great for all those comics the up and coming headliners right yeah or uh just people who want to go to upstate new york and do a new a new room like because mm-hmm. it would be four or five shows yeah I think it was just a Friday, Saturday, but I was talking, he was like, what do you think it should be? And I said, what do you want? You want a, a, a headliner who, you don't necessarily need to bring in the big names mm-hmm. that, you know, that Helium is is filling these rooms because you're in a small town. Yeah. So you're going to have to make an investment. And if you bring somebody into town, here's what I want you to pay everyone as a starting wage to headline four or five shows. It's two grand. It's air and hotel. That's what I want. That's what, I mean, if, if someone mm-hmm. has 45 minutes and they have to fly across the country, right. let them go home with all of their $2,000. Right, right, right. <laughs> or they spend 100 bucks in food for the th- four, three days that they're there, yeah. right? And, and, and then ground and air. So it might cost you three grand total a weekend. So then you figure out if it's going to cost you three grand for the headliner, the feature... Do the world a favor. Pay the feature. I mean, if you're doing locals, that's between you and your God. But it'd be, it'd be great if it were 350 right? Mm-hmm. And that's someone who's driving up from the city mm-hmm. or someone who's local. You could probably even go lo- lower if they were local. But uh, if you're if they're driving up from the city, it'd be nice if it were 350 in a hotel. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to cover air at that level. They're used to making shit money. Mm-hmm. 350 in a hotel would be a delight. No, it'd be th- three nights. Two, I thought you said Friday, Saturday? Friday, Saturday. Friday, Mm -hmm. Saturday. Yeah. You go 400? For two shows. shows 50 bucks a show, is it? Wait, 100 bucks a show. 100 bucks a show. Yeah. Right. Okay. That That was the standard in uh, 95 when I was featuring for Triple 100 a show. Yeah, but that but, was. I mean, this but, one is but that you're was, staying in you, one location. You're one location, like then you keep driving the yeah. triple Yoder, uh, yeah, Mueller, yeah. you know, model. Still, Jesus but, Christ, how are people supposed to pay for their lives? They don't. They, I mean, because I've I've been hearing that it was three fifty for five shows for the weekend. For five shows? Yeah, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, I've been doing that. Five, it's hundred dollars per show. That'd be five hundred shows. Well, I know that Acme pays uh, pays better than that. I think out of town features get six. Yeah, some spots do. But yeah, but 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 but, but, but I've heard that it was fifty bucks a show, Ugh. and then MCs were twenty five. Yeah, I, the squinty I, McClintock that I'm getting from Kyle is like ew. Yes, it's terrible. Criminal. 
I right. It I is was criminal. getting like five hundred, five fifty for for Aubrey Pippin rooms in like the mid nineties to feature. Yeah, yeah. I was getting about five hundred. Spellbinders. You ever work Spellbinders in Houston? No. Oh, two weeks at a time. Yeah, and I think yeah, it was it was nice. Two weeks in Houston. There's a very old Lenny Brutes bit about Lima, Ohio. He was there for two weeks. Two weeks in Houston. Yeah, it's not bad. Same crowd. Well, no, people people don't come back every single night to a comedy show. Right, but they come back the next week, don't they? Or? No, who does that, really? Monsters. Yeah, <laughs> it's fans, fans. Well, <laughs> I, I think comedy in the mid-90s, it was just, you know, you know. Just walk-ups and yeah, weird. Couples united by their love of Coke <laughs> and stuff like that. It wasn't, <laughs> they weren't comedy fans, right? Fair enough. They never knew who the right, headliner there, it was. It was pre-comedy nerd, um, for they, sure. Yeah, there was no way to track comics or anything you may yeah. have seen them on carolines or something but they didn't know who the headliner yeah. was or anybody so yeah you were just i do love don't you love sitting next because it still happens you'll you'll i just i would go hang out like at, at the comedy works you could go and eat at the at lucy's mm-hmm. before the show and so i would go there for breakfast every day and then i uh, by the time i'd and, and when i say breakfast we're talking 10 30 11 uh-huh. and then i go down and there's someone working the box office and you'll they'll answer the phone and you're like no well the jackie cation is the comic tonight no she's no she's really funny and then they just if you've ever stood next to somebody oh, when they're trying to sell you when they or have they're to not explain selling you? what kind of comedy oh my god like just people calling up and i was just like my favorite of course is jared at bloomington the comedy <laughs> addict who's like well, go online. There's lots of videos. <laughs> and no, fuck you if you don't like her. <laughs> right. And the, no, of course she, that's why I booked her. <laughs> what do you think? I'm booking people. I don't think I do. Jared, I hope you're listening because it's great. a delight. Um, I, you know how I love to host a podcast, Jackie. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, I'm starting. I'm, I've been asked to host a podcast uh, on the, did you tell me you had a podcast? Well, it just listen to the setup. All it's right. for Conan. Um, it's behind a Stitcher paywall, uh, and they're going to do starting with late night in '93. They're going to take five sets from standups and play them. And I'm going to sort of introduce and perhaps they're like, if you have any commentary, I'm like, oh, I'll have commentary. <laughs> but yeah, I can kind of talk about them a little bit and then introduce all five clips. Okay. Yeah. And- all five comics too? Or are you going to have guests or just no guests? Just, just uh, so just, it'll just be like a half an hour or forty five minutes or whatever. Probably about forty five minutes, like maybe yeah, to, like what's five times five is twenty five. Uh, yeah, probably forty thirty five to forty five. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I wonder. Um, I don't know. Guess what? It's a, I'm getting paid. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, that oh, that was the next question. Yeah, is and well, you should be. Um, there, I think we're doing like eight, eight years the first season. So each each show, like ninety three to like maybe two thousand one or something like that. Oh wow, but that's not bad, right? A week? No, for the whole thing. Oh okay, yeah. So eight episodes. Yeah, maybe. all right, something like that. That's great. I'll let you. I'll let you know more. But I'm I'm doing the first ones. Um, I I will have done them by the time this drops. But oh I don't really? Know when they'll air? Yeah. Because you're doing them this week, this Friday. Yeah. You're doing all of them this? No, not sort all of them. Like, like, like maybe three or four or something. Okay. It kind of reminds me of that sort of talking head kind of stuff from the, you know, VH1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
it feels like that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, old sets, old Patrice, old Marin, Karen. Uh, is there a theme? Is everyone dead? Oh, that'd be great. If oh my god! Dead. Come on, Janine Tatulio. Do you remember Janine Tatulio? I never met Janine Tatulio or heard of Conan, her. Conan, and she was a stand-up in New York, and mm-hmm. then she kind of. Um, I don't know. She just stopped performing and she kind of went away. I don't know what happened to her. I heard that she had like, she had a movie script that she kept re-optioning, which is like fresh amounts of money for right, right. the you same just thing sit around. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's up with her. I got to look her up. Yeah. What's her I name? met her once. She's funny. Jean Titulio. J-A-N-I-N-E-T-I-T-U-L-O. All right. Mm-hmm. That... That's cool. I, you know, because I think about like this is. I mean, it's fun being on Max Fun. We were just looking at making a T-shirt for oh yeah the holidays. Oh yeah, our holiday merch. Holiday merch that uh, Max Fun is like. We need you to have holiday merch, and we're like, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then they have an artist, an in-house artist. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So we describe it, or is it top secret? I don't. Is it? Uh, hey, Mac. None of us would know. How it's would like we a know? Mead notebook. Yeah, it's it's like the pin that they did last year for the for the fundraiser. Oh, okay. Which was a uh, comic of the week pin. Yeah, with a Mead notebook. That's right. It's called a Mead notebook. Uh-huh. M e a d. I used to. I do. <laughs> I use Meads for my uh, journal writing, which okay. is me just complaining. For five minutes every morning before everyone wakes oh, up. Oh, the artist way. Yes. Nice. Pages. Yes. Doing your pages. That's what I do my mead. And then the moleskins for the jokes. That's it. Do you ever pull anything out of the mead? Put them into the moleskin? No. And I, and I thought, these are just useless. It's not even good as a diary. It's yeah, you're just, not supposed to keep them. But yeah. According to artist way. I, uh, oh, really? I, yeah. What they say, burn them? Just toss them. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a hard time throwing away anything I've written because what if there's something there? I got napkins. I got weird scraps of pieces of paper, the poor bastards. I mean, comics are hard on napkins, especially those coffee shop gigs in the late 90s Mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles. We were hard on napkins. I bring my notebook everywhere. I don't don't write on napkins anymore. Oh, that's uh, good. That's good. You're saving a twig. Uh, So (laughs) Comic of the Week pin was the pin if you uh, became a Max Fun member. Mm Mm-hmm. They were enamel pins, and so the the t shirt for the Chris, for Christmas or the holidays is uh, that that image comic of the week on a Mead notebook. Yeah, but it also says the word future. That's right. So future comic of the week t shirt. So ladies, please don't get mad at us. We'll get to you. Yeah, eventually we want to get to everyone. But you know what? Here's the good news: uh, more comics all the time. And is more... that good news? <laughs> yes. Did you see? Oh, fucking people are having really good late night sets on David Spade show. I know. Oh, I saw that one guy, Brian Simpson. Yeah, great. And then Laura, Laura, what's her last name? Because of the B, Beats. Laura Beats. What? Laura, L A R A. I think. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was really funny. Uh, now both of them were like club sets, and that mm-hmm. the language was pretty salty. Blue. Yes. Salty. Yes. <laughs> And I guess they bleeped it when it aired on Comedy Central. But it's also, you know, when and, and, and when they when you watch them anyplace else, they're they're in their full glory. Yes. And it's just like no one watches shit when it airs anymore. Nope. You know, 
Uh, so it's it's weird to be like, yeah, I got I did a late night set, and I know you're gonna watch it at ten thirty in the morning at work, right? <laughs> right, which like, is why it's gotta be captioned. I, I, it's so strange. Yeah, everything's so weird now. But um, but there's panel, and then there's uh, comics making their late night debuts on yeah, this David Spade. Thing. I do love how Spade's like, yeah, I saw this person at the club last. Dude, you weren't at the club last night. You right, did not you see them and invite them the next day. But who fucking cares? And right. And, but the sets are really good, and it and it. Looks How long great. are the sets? That's five minutes. Are they? Because I, I I saw the Simpson one, the brand yeah. guy, um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I was trying to because I was like listening, going, "Oh, that's a great joke, and that's a great joke, so and that's a great jokes. joke, and that's yeah. a great joke." But I couldn't. I couldn't focus on how long this. I was curious how long the sets were. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. I didn't think. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, oh, so anyway, I, I didn't think that Spade would be doing that. Um, they also did something where um, they had Whitney Cummings and uh, doing panel or set. No, she was doing a Cyrano um, with uh, <laughs> this guy who shot uh, Osama bin Laden. One of the Steel Team okay. Six members who wanted to do stand up. What? I mean, in that video. Oh, are you in that video? When? I was at the show where they did that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Another friend who was at doing a show. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. So it's in the belly room, yeah. and the guy's repeating lines that Whitney and I forget who the other comic was. It was a guy, we're saying. Of uh, things to say to yes. the Osama. So they had written jokes, okay. right? It was great, fucking great jokes. Yeah. I mean, the Spade team had written them, or whoever yeah, yeah. did. And some really funny jokes. And he did them all. And uh, he had a good set, and I was enjoying it. And I was like, fuck. Now, we, <laughs> now we're going to have a SEAL team, a, a, a fucking Navy SEAL. Please, I hope he didn't like it that much. <laughs> That's what always worries me. Like when um, Nicole Blaine has the does the Virgin shows. Yeah, it's like I always tell them, you know, you're supposed to give advice, and I'm like, I hope you hate it. Yeah, because <laughs> if you like it, your life's over. Well, it's and you're ruined. a lawyer, so you you've yeah. already successfully, you're I don't know a financial advisor. Yeah, you don't need to do stand up. You can have a good life. Well, maybe that maybe there's something missing from their lives. Maybe they're like what? Maybe they're in a box of of lawyerness, and they're like, <laughs> I've always wanted to do stand up. Just tr- try it, and then pat yourself on the back and continue on with your life. That's <laughs> Keep my advice. Shoveling sand, and. Uh, well, if you're shoveling sand, you might as well fucking be doing stand up. Right, right. Where, uh, can we do another Max Fun? Yeah. yeah what do you look for in a book? Literally, if on the bag it said, like, this book made me shit my pants, I'd be like, that's, I'm buying this book. Yeah. Like, like, I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times. I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books. What's the best way to e read in the tub? Listen to that noise. I'm reviewing a plastic bag today. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find a good book? This is the most fucked up weird shit you've ever oh, yeah, read. I you're am, like into it. I'm like, hand it take, over. Take my money. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses and we solve all your bookish problems. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Where are we at? I saw, and I didn't get her name, I'll get her name next time, but when I was at the stand um, on Saturday, somebody, there's a comic, a female comic, talking about being incredibly wealthy, <laughs> and it was funny. Oh, good. Yeah, it was really, there were some really funny jokes there, you know, and and uh, that's not, you know, usually the place people come from. Everyone's hiding their wealth and pretending they were. Right, right. Do you remember the um, the Leno? I read an interview with Leno one time that mm-hmm. was interesting about how he sent his parents to Europe. Right. And how the audience didn't want to hear about it. 
And uh, <laughs> and he said he had to change the joke to him and his siblings had saved up to go to Europe oh to send God, their parents yeah. to Europe. And right. it just made it more accessible. Yeah, I agree. So um, I feel weird talking about traveling with my... Like, I don't really mention that I took my kid places, you know, because right. I do... You know, a lot of people can't. Yeah, you know, you, and no, be, to almost be up everybody. There, yeah, can't. bragging about it. Yeah. It's like not cool in a way. It, it's hard to make that funny. Right. But, it, but I I liked her point of view of um, like the that being wealthy was a burden and a pain in the ass. <laughs> and if you're a good writer, you, all you have to do That's is a expl- hell of a premise. explain your burden. Yeah. Like she was born into it, right? right? She didn't earn it. She was born into it. Her parents are wealthy. And if you explain your burden really well, people can understand it and they can laugh at it, you know? Right. I mean, Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a, a billionaire. Her, her, her family is the Dreyfus Fund. That's her family. Really? Yeah. She's, she could have had a great life. No one would know who she was. But, right. you know, she uh, still put it all out on the line and she's brilliant. Right. Uh, there's other people, you know, this one's wealthy and she pretends like... She's not, but she comes from, uh, she comes from money. Oh, that one? Yes. Yeah. She's, uh, she's a pill. Yes, totally. Um, Anyway, so, uh, this one, did you meet this, uh, have you ever met this one? Yeah. Oh, she's great. Um, yeah, she, uh, gave her a ride home from a gig the other night Mm -hmm. and, uh, and she was talking about her, her deal, right? And I was She's a great joke writer. Well, and I said, well, who is your dad? And because I missed her last name on the intro, yeah. And she goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I, I just, just, I, I, I'm an asshole for thinking you would know." And I was like, "Well, I don't know who anyone is." And then she said her dad's name. I was like, "Well, I know who that guy is." And um, Jackie, just say it's a former comic of the week. Has she been a comic of the week? Yes. <laughs> well, you could say it, Camilla Cleese. Yeah, her John father Cleese is, is John, John Cleese. Cleese, right? And so we did that. Uh, we did this weird H club. Have you ever done this H club gig? I don't think so. It's this. It was the second weird gig I did. I was like, I did uh, the the golf course. Remember the golf course I did? Yeah. The same week I did the H club, which is a a, a club that you can only get into if you're a member. Mm-hmm. It's on. Um, it's in Hollywood, obviously, because the H stands for Hollywood. And um, oh, wait, is it on like the sixth floor? Yeah, and the room is kind of blue. Um, the room is well lit. Like I can mm. see everybody, and we all—I have been there, but I may be confusing it with another room. Right, and the gig was actually quite fun. Everyone yeah, was nice. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The audience was great, and she went up, and she was actually yeah, she was really she was funny. She yeah. had a lot of good mm-hmm. uh, jokes and stuff. Camilla Cleese. But then she, uh, I gave her right home, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the only reason I didn't want because she was beating herself up that I that she had brought up. Oh, that she that she was talking about writing for her she, dad. She was assuming that you knew her. Assuming, dad's. yeah, she was like, I, yeah. well, I don't want to be that jerk. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a jerk. I don't know who anybody is. Yeah. And I missed her last name when she was introduced. I saw her set, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. very funny. But I, I missed her introduction, and I knew her mm-hmm. name was Camilla. Mm-hmm. But that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so, and she was like, oh my dad's, and she didn't have a British accent. Yeah. And her dad is John Cleese. Right. So I was like. And literally, once she said that, there was a long pause, and then I said, isn't your dad opening a comedy club in Santa Barbara? Oh, is Could he? I please? Uh, and she was like, oh, with uh, Andre Belikov. The, 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 guy, the guy who books the one-nighters up there. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm seeing the, the chef that's feeding Puerto Rico. That's somebody else. <laughs> I, yeah. And um, so, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, some people, and she was like, she was talking about um, horseback riding, and she was like, it's weird. Uh, she was talking about how weird it was to come for money, and some of her jokes come from that, too. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was interesting. It's a, it's a hard premise to, to do, but just because you don't want to alienate the... It's like when, when... Well, it is a crown of thorns to put on an infant. Like, you are you're this, right? I, I was just looking at pictures of baby Archie. Yeah. He's such a cutie. But man, I mean, you are... Talk about being born in a box. But the weird... I saw... Who did I... Where, damn it, what is her name? I think it wasn't... Um, Pallavi, it wasn't, uh, it was, it was, she was on that, that, the, the podcast that Pallavi Gunnelin does, mm-hmm. and I'm pronouncing, I'm probably mascaring the no, pronunciation. you got her name right. Did I get it right? Mm-hmm. Okay, she does a podcast with these two other women, and mm-hmm. um, one of them I saw do at three, three clubs, the three mm-hmm. clubs, Yeah. Uh, did um, some material about being good looking, and she's really good looking. Right. And the audience was not, they were, they she had to fucking square peg round hole to get those punchlines to work because hmm. they got mad at her at first and she was <laughs> like nope you don't get to be mad at me these are this is the this is the cross i bear and i do stand-up comedy and so we're gonna talk about it you know i mean how many yeah. dudes talk about being good looking like the new guys like right there's a bunch of new young male comics there's kyle right here <laughs> and then there's a bunch of new young male comics who are super foxes yeah and they have to address it you know like they look like matthew broussard's really good at that yeah. like he'll open with so i know you think i look like a douchebag or something <laughs> like that yeah right yeah he's very good at that right and there's just a couple of dudes who do look like douchebags and mm-hmm. you're just like i got to meet jeff tice who did our poster? Okay, and does a lot of art. Yeah, that guy—he's a fucking dreamboat. <laughs> he is a dreamy, dreamy dude, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's like, I know it. I know what I look like. He didn't <laughs> Jackie, say that. Jackie, are you telling everyone who's attractive that you find them attractive to find out their reaction? <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but uh, no. Uh, it's uh, the thing is, is Grammacation over here gets to tell people that they're good looking now in my twilight years. <laughs> sure, and uh, and 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 not and not have to. Uh, think that anyone's hitting I'm not hitting on them right like, I know it, it is nice to be safe like you're in right. a safe space now right I'm in a safe space I'm just like look at you with your regular features well played <laughs> well played look at you doing setups nice work but then there's there's other people that are uh, goony looking no. well no like <laughs> let's let's say a little bit younger than us yeah so they're still in a they're still thinking to themselves I look 30 and so the <laughs> I'm gonna need that's we're gonna need some names. You got one? Well, you know. I got one. Are we writing the same nope. name? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But I mean, you know, where yes and yes. It's like Oh my god, this guy's going down hard and I can't wait to watch it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah. tell you, it's hard. You know, it's yes. hard. It's hard to age as a guy too. I mean, at least women were prepared to be dumped by society, <laughs> but you guys are not fucking ready for it, and you're growing your hair long. And guess what? We're on to you. Right? Oh, we're growing your hair long. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's bananas. Uh, there's, but and there's so many of these guys who, I mean. Neither of those two guys are are like the 
the the handsome level of like actor handsome that you need to be to propel yourself into Brad Pitt's uh, right. None of those guys yes. that we were that we wrote right. down are Brad Pitt guys, but they're good looking for comics. Yeah, uh, and how has that changed in the last thirty five years? It makes me laugh. Yeah. I remember someone saying it in like the eighties, going, "Well, you know, he's just he's good looking for comedy." Yeah, and. Uh, and then I and this is something separate because I don't think he plays this. He he actually has turned into he's a guy that's like no no I am aging. It's all mm-hmm. working out. It's Paul Provenza, and Paul oh, Provenza okay. when he got that gig on Northern Exposure. Oh yeah, remember because he he took somebody's spot. I think yeah. it was, he took. Um, oh yeah 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 the the guy I the the, his name, the Bob tiny or the, the tiny guy. Yes. Anyway, so so Paul Provenza takes his spot, and I that's remember right. they put him through a rock tumbler. And they made him look smooth and handsome uh-huh. because he was kind of scruffy, good looking, yeah. like Geraldo. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He had that scruff, good look. Yeah. And then they put him through a rock tumbler, and we were all like, "What the hell happened to?" <laughs> he looks, <laughs> he looks great, and he's always been handsome. I think he's mm-hmm. Paul Provence is a good looking. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And he has aged into a guy that is a good looking older guy because yeah. uh, the aging process is, is inexorable. He's got good bones, though. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well. I don't know how we got off on that, but uh, I, but you sure. know what? Congratulations to you, good-looking people, <laughs> because you are free to be yourselves now on stage. Exactly, talk it up. Talk about being rich. Talk about being good-looking. Talk about having the biggest dick in the world. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah, as long as you can find, you can you articulate why it's a pain in the ass, and it's and big and, dick. We know why. <laughs> right, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing, you guys. Uh, oh going to drop the mic. Please come see me at the Vermont Comedy Club. <laughs> And then also the punchline in San Francisco. Did you know, uh, do you ever listen to that uh, Eric Bogosian talk radio? Um, no. One man show sketchy thing that he did. You lost me at one man show. Uh, right. It was a uh, so He's really good on Succession. Do you watch this Succession on HBO? Nope. You ever seen Axel? Anyway. No. so um God. Uh, uh, real defensive about uh, Ben Acker the other day he was like you gotta watch Patriot on Amazon and so I put it on and I was like this is a goddamn nightmare and it my was, mom likes it if that's any indication of how bad it is oh it is incredibly well done and it could not be darker oh really yeah and uh it is uh, super dark. Okay. Very occasionally, that and I only made it through twenty minutes of the first episode. Mm-hmm. I understand it gets a little bit. Um, it isn't quite so dark in the second. Like it's still dark, but it's and it's really well written and really well acted. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, the world's on fire outside, right in front of me. I don't mm-hmm. need to watch it on Amazon. So, um, but. Eric Bogosian's on Succession. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. But talk radio, it's from the late 90s. Yeah, I know. Middle I 90s or something. And mm-hmm. But it was a, it was a, um, it was a, he would do these sketch, like sort of one man sketch character kind of work kind of Ugh. thing. <laughs> it can and was done so horribly, which is why you have that knee jerk reaction. <laughs> Allow me to say that Eric Bogosian rose above it. I'm sure and he was did. better. I just don't want to than- see people and their characters. You're, uh, it's an audio. Okay. So uh, it was, but one of them was about a guy with a really big dick and what a burden it was. And it could not have been funny. Oh my funnier. God. That's great. And there was another sketch about uh, just a goddamn nightmare of a, of a corporate dude mm-hmm. and his, um, and his, him talking to his wife and then him talking to his mistress and then him talking to his employees. And it is, it gives Wall Street the movie 
a run for its money in, in its time. And they're all blessedly sh- tight. They're short. Okay. Like three to five minutes. I don't think it's anywhere. I, I don't think you can hear it. You can probably find it someplace. It's got to be somewhere. But uh, I used to have a cassette and I literally listened to it so much it broke it. Because first of all, very few Armenian role models. <laughs> and he just wrote this. Oh, that's right. Eric Bogosian. He's, and he's, he he's, means something to your people. <laughs> he, East Coast <laughs> Armenian, though. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he might as well be William Saroyan. Because, <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Look and, at you dropping names. <laughs> well, I, I can name most of your Armenians from the 12th century. <laughs> and uh, the technicians. That's what my dad used to always point out. He's like, look at that guy's Armenian. He's a technician. Oh my God! That's, oh, a pun. that's such an Elliot Cation. That's joke. a very I've never met him, but I know him. It's uh, yeah, and uh, and if you were to meet him, you'd be like, eh, "She's made you sound great." <laughs> anyway, uh, where are we at here? We are at. Oh shit! We just hit it. Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.